This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. Good to have you here with us. It is time for Counterpoint. We've got Melissa Lansman, VP of Public Relations over at Hill and Knowlton, and John Mraz, former Liberal War Room Director. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. Let's start on the story we were just chatting about um, with the whole issue of Paul Bernardo and parole. And I think one of the big takeaways from today is that, you know, given what these families go through, is it not time that we have a conversation about maybe spacing out these parole hearings to spare the families? I know the justice system is not designed for the families, but just to maybe spare them a little bit of, you know, um, I don't know, agony. Here is Tim Danson, lawyer for the French and Mahaffey family. Here's what he said. Uh, I think that the two-year review process is cruel to uh, victims. Uh, and I think that the legislation should be changed uh, to at least five years apart. Uh, and maybe if you know people want to complain about constitutional rights with respect to uh, people who, who murder children, um, I would still say that uh, it should be a minimum of five years apart after the uh, initial hearing, unless they have some breakthrough in medical science or a medical report that would allow them to bring an application to be heard shorter than, than five years. But my experience is two years goes by very quickly and it's uh, it's unfair uh, to the victims. And I think the government needs to look at that and change it. OK, so, you know, we've had a number of high profile cases in the last couple of weeks. You know, Tory Stafford, we've had Elizabeth Wetlaufer. I think there's a room for a conversation, certainly this one. And I don't think this would be this would be a winner for any political party who did this. But just in the cases where you get these high profile murder cases, which are clearly agonizing for the families to at least space out the parole hearing. We are not going to see this from the Liberal Party uh, in terms of legislation on extending uh, on extending this. This is a guy who raped, tortured and murdered children. And we're putting the family through this over and over again. I agree with uh, I agree with the lawyer. Absolutely. But we're not going to see it from the Liberal Party. They've done nothing on the victim side. No, they haven't. And this to me, though, is a no brainer, John, because there's no one that you can talk to about these cases that would disagree that it's not asking much. I would very hope that my former Liberal Party would at least consider mm-hmm. a graduated system where depending or informed by the nature of the crime, everything you said was absolutely right. Five years almost sounds like too short an amount of time. But let's say you got caught because it's a temporal or topical event today. Uh, you got busted with 10 tons of pot 10 years ago. Maybe two years is appropriate for that, a nonviolent crime. And we could mm-hmm. easily either pass legislation or have a judicial body decide you don't get another hearing because of consideration and empathy for the victims for another five years. There, whether it's a Liberal Party, Conservative Party, NDP Party, I don't think anybody could object to a graduated system. And, and we all know that legislation is always sort of half as good as it could be. Maybe that's a solution. Yeah, look, I mean, we don't have uh, the kind of sentencing. We didn't certainly back in that day where you get consecutive sentences. So guys like Dell and Millard, they're not going to come out and they won't have to be the families won't be bothered by these parole hearings. 
But you've got a number of families uh, that have to go through this. And I just, this is a small piece of compassion. We're putting families on display exactly. uh, every couple yeah. years. We're a- getting them exactly. to pack up their uh, their lives, go to go to the institution where this monster sits, uh, and go listen to how he's referring And while he plays cat and mouse with them, because that's all this is, is. is Personally, I'm okay with the death penalty for a certain few people in this country. He's on that list, and I literally would not have a problem. I know that makes me unpopular with some, but... There are some people. I had to stay silent on that one. Your silence speaks volumes. Okay, let's talk about the federal government announcing today that they are going to pardon um, pot smokers. Not all, certainly it would be minimum amounts, but I think there's a problem with this legislation. I'll play you the clip of uh, Mr. Goodale announcing this, but there is a problem, I think, with the, the announcement itself. Take a listen. I am announcing that the government of Canada intends to present legislation which, when enacted, will allow these individuals to apply for a pardon as long as they have completed their sentence. There will be no further waiting period and no fee. Mm-hmm. Okay, so great that there's no fee, but this does not expunge, as I understand it, a total record. And so the border crossing guards on the state side are still going to have access to your records, it'll still say on there that you were busted for pot, but you're okay in Canada. Look, I think this is a step in the right direction. Um, I think I think pardons are uh, a first step. Doing it without the six hundred and thirty-one dollar fee for for whatever reason they charge <laughs> sure a lot of people dollar. pay the six hundred and thirty-one to get the whole thing taken. But if you don't know how to do it, yeah. it costs you a lot more than six hundred and thirty-one bucks. Uh, if you don't have the means to do it, which a lot of people don't mm-hmm. uh, d- don't know how, uh, it's 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 not much. Expungement is uh, is obviously the next step. There's a lot of people, and I we've talked about this before on your show. Uh, you know, that can't get a job, that can't get an apartment, that can't volunteer, that can't truly clean up their lives, and of course, travel is uh, uh, is another factor there. Uh, yeah, I think the government should move in that direction. Do you and think maybe they, they will? Well, do, I mean, look, I, it is kind of clear that they're kind of making this up as they go along. I'm not sure why they couldn't get this part of it right. If they've had three years, the justice, you know, minister is a lawyer. She's got the background. Will they go further? Well, look, I was smoking a big hoolie with two off-duty cops and a priest <laughs> on my way uh, down here. That at shocks my me, not Starbucks. at all. <laughs> uh, you know, because now it's legal. No, all jokes aside, mm. the bottom line is that if you had that record and you went to the United States, whether they let, they let you in or not, we don't control what they throw in those Nexus computers. And it will never be expunged. It will be on your permanent record. So if you trip that wire, you can apply to have it taken off of this extra money. You can have, if you've had the pardon, it still doesn't disappear on those computers unless you pay an additional fee to a lawyer who then chases them, the RCMP down. But it still doesn't guarantee the United States, who are really the only people who sort of might limit your egress or ingress to their country on the basis of marijuana, fairly archaic. In Europe, they wouldn't give a hoot. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's a step in the right direction. I agree with you. Uh, I don't understand how we're just going to pardon people who who were just caught smoking. Uh, They might have been growing a few plants at home. They're not going to be pardoned, et cetera. So I I assume that this will be an arc and will continue to address that. I also noticed that Brian Mulroney joined the board of directors (laughs) of a large New York marijuana firm today. And it seems to me that Donald Trump, who is a libertarian capitalist, is going to go bananas at the billions of dollars that Canada is about to make on the international pot market. And that legalization may very well come to the United States. Oh, I don't know about that. I got a guest coming up at 930. I think it'll be a while. I think, like us, it will be, you know, erosion and over time, state by state, et cetera. Uh, But I think in time uh, that the 
the amount of money that can be made will impress American markets, and that I very much hope within the next decade this is not a conversation we ever have to have again. I think it's going to be odd that this was ever illegal, eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see what they do with this thing, and uh, if they can get it streamlined and where it takes us. Okay, what happened at Queen's Park? Who pushed who? Who's the bully? We'll talk about that next. Here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio. Hey, no name-calling here. Just differing opinions going head-to-head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. I'm Alex Pearson. Great to have you along. We are into Counterpoint around two. We've got Melissa Lansman and John Mraz facing off. Let's talk about what happened at Queen's Park. Apparently late uh, yesterday, um, PC MPP Donna Skelly accusing NDP MPP Andrea Horvath of uh, pushing her in the legislature. Apparently Horvath uh, was said to have come across the floor and pushed Skelly out of the way of a camera. So it's a she said, she said. And the House Speaker is now being asked to determine whether Horvath breached privilege. But here is the she said, she said. Andrea Horvath uh, crossed the floor and then came up to me and yelling and screaming and pushed me. What, what provoked it? What I think she want? needs to, to probably consider some anger management. I mean, she's got she's clearly an angry woman when you see her across the hall. But to get up physically, leave your seat and accost a member of the opposition is it's outrageous. I am absolutely saying that this is not true. This is not what happened. I simply tapped the woman on the shoulder. And in fact, when she... When she reacted, again, it was just, I was shocked. So the camera didn't pick this up because someone was standing in the way of it at the time, uh, so we don't have the footage, but there were plenty of witnesses who say they saw what happened, but where's the civility at Queen's Park? John, I'll start with you. I cannot even muster a small amount of care for this. This is what happens every day at my 10-year-old son's (laughs) public school, every nightclub in town, uh, uh, or every football game, like people bump into each other, etc. And I gotta tell you, both both of these political actors should know that voters are just shaking their head. And thinking, come on, guys, we've got an illegal immigration problem in Ontario. We have economic challenges. This is what you're going to take a news cycle for? Yeah, but yeah, but Elbowgate, this is what makes... Assault is assault. So well, if somebody was assaulted, call the police, charge them, do what the rest of us do. Otherwise, get back in your seat and try and make the world a better place. That's what we hired you to do. Both of you, come on, grow up. My son is more mature than either of you. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm with you on this. This is like, uh, this is total kindergarten. Uh, not much of a counterpoint here, but uh, the leader of the opposition is there to hold the government to account. Uh, you know, not they're not there to hit each other. Or... Well, no, but she's also not really supposed to go. You're not supposed to go across the aisle. Bottom line. So. You know, look, people cross the aisle yeah. all the time. They talk to each other about issues on uh, on the floor. But, uh, you know, keep your hands to yourself. We can we can start with those rules in uh, Queen's Park. We'll go a long way. Let's talk about uh, I think this is an interesting case, interesting case. And it's I think the first case in Canada. Three local activists are suing Ottawa Mayor Jim Watson for blocking them on Twitter. They argue that by doing so, he is violating their charter rights. So. Hey, Gerald Butts blocks me. This is one of those cases that sets precedent, uh, I think. But should politicians be allowed to block people? Yeah, I think that you should be able to block whoever you want on your personal (laughs) Twitter. The point is, is that you as the government need to get information out. And if there is another way to get that information, let's say a government website or a press release uh, Mm -hmm. uh, or a direct uh, voter contact, uh, then your rights are are not being infringed on. Um, 
Yeah, you exactly. I mean, they do. Up. Well, I mean, honestly, I mean, but there's totally also the disagree. mute button. There's a mute button. I mean, I use that. And this is, I'm 1,000% sure, inspired by uh, the politicians in the United States who were blocked by Donald Trump on his official account. And, of course, it was decided by their judiciary that Donald Trump, because he was president of the United States, whether it was a personal or his presidential account, had to be held to account and could not block people. Now, whether the law in Canada is commensurate with that, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I'm not a lawyer. I don't even pretend to be one in real life. So here's what I would say. Uh, Mr. Watson, whom I know and who has got a tough skin, is a pretty good mayor of Ottawa. Why on earth are you wasting your time? Or why are you telling your staffers? Or why are you letting your staffers block people? I mean, you are there to be held to account. And you uh, enjoy the great privilege of being the mayor of the capital of Canada. And you've done a pretty good job. Oh, your feelings were hurt. Oh, they're rude. If they once again have crossed some criminal line, when you get into libel or you get into threats, and nobody did that. But, oh, I do agree with you. Like, just let people have a discourse. And whether we like it or not, the new press release is often Twitter, and that's because most people can't read more than 140 I'd be very embarrassing. I, I find it very embarrassing to be so... I mean, you don't have anything bigger in life that you have to, like... I had to see Jim Watson's Twitter. But your rights aren't infringed <laughs> no, on, and that's, the, and, and that's the point. Uh, and Twitter is not an official uh, government channel. Maybe your rights are... Well, you know what? The minute you have an official government Twitter account. It is it's not official. Though. That's not. They've got a, a, a City of Ottawa website. So That's they right. do have other webs. They have other Twitter sites or Twitter, whatever they are. Um, so there's no... You can get the information. Just like when Gerald Butts b- blocks me, there's ways to get around that and find out what he's spewing about. Like, I'm not going to go and human rights complain. Uh, I think whatever. the best advice here is just stay off Twitter. Oh, I, I should yeah. take that advice sometimes. I should too. Gerald I'm Butts so is not an there. elected official. Excuse me, he's Watson. running this country and you and I both know that. Let's talk about the new forum polling, which by the way, I don't put a lot of stock into polls. However, um, the numbers are interesting. We're a year away from an election and if that election were held today, this says that the Conservatives would win a major victory. They're sitting at 41% and the Liberals at 32 They apparently did not get a bump from the new trade deal, which I think they should have been expected to get. So what does this tell you? Total horse hockey. Forum were in trouble in 2013 for push-polling and push-trolling. I don't believe a word of it spoke to two of the top pollsters in the country. It's an outlier. There were three other polls in the last week and a half that had the numbers completely reversed. If I saw three more polls like Mm -hmm. this, maybe it's Andrew Shear's delightful ads about his mother and her inspiration. But I don't see a catalyst for this. Don't believe it for a second. And Forum, and I like Lauren personally, Forum do have a reputation for trying to draw a little bit of... Well, what, what customers? That's right, by doing something a little different. But they do seem to. What was it? What was they were off twenty nine points in Manitoba a couple years ago. <laughs> that was, I think, a record. They were off a few points in Ontario oh, as well. That's right. Look, I, I also agree that this uh, this might very well be a, a, an outlier. But the the Liberals aren't having a good couple months. Uh, they didn't have a good trade deal. They're letting criminals uh, sort of run rampant. This stuff adds up. Yeah. Um, I mean, because really, so, it's about perception. So if people start seeing this, they kind of start buying into it. No. Yeah, we'll see how. Uh, We'll see how the big pot day goes. We'll see how it is in a week. We'll see how it is in a month. We'll see how it is in a year from now. Well, the problem for, I think, the liberals is there's a whole bunch of things that are going to come stumbling into their way. First of all, they got that big trial with the, you know, the very decorated um, naval officer. I think that's going to be very problematic I think the conservatives are smart to be pushing that and right. not chasing the issue of the day. And then pot, we really don't know how pot's going to go. Uh, and, you know, the bottom line is if, if it's a bumpy road, that takes them into the election. And that's... Stumbled. A year is a very, very long sure. time in, po- in, uh, in politics. So uh, we'll see. Said no pot, predictions. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Last word, John. I don't think anybody's going to remember today.
<laughs> well, you ca- that uh, I, I, I do uh, agree with you on that. The makers of Doritos, maybe. Mm. Yeah, Cheetos will do well. Let's get a pizza. Okay. Thank you, guys. Melissa Landsman, John Rez, appreciate that. On Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.